When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Life is a canvas. Listen as Dr. Allison R. Tendler and her guests paint the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and business leaders on her podcast, The Art of Seeing Clearly. Through insightful questions and thought-provoking conversation, Allison and her guests explore the essence of what it means to truly experience life, business, entrepreneurship, love, success, and even failure through a clearer lens. I'm your host, Dr. Allison R. Tendler, board-certified ophthalmologist, surgeon, owner, and CEO of Art Vision and Artisan Skin and Laser Center. I literally get to work every day to help people see better on the 2020 eye chart. But true clarity in life and in business often requires a slightly different kind of vision. I happen to have a passion for learning how other entrepreneurs and leaders find their clarity, and I want to share with you some of their secrets to success. His name may be on the building, but it's what he does inside that matters to Kirby. He's been the cornerstone of the Hank and Schultz brand for over 31 years. According to Kirby, every job in it has an opportunity to be wonderfully creative. That's what we get paid to do regardless of budget. Whether it's a small black and white ad, an annual report, or a full-scale campaign, it can be something special, something that people won't forget. That's what we get paid for. Kirby has almost 50 years of experience. His areas of expertise include strategy, design, original artwork, photography, original music, video filmmaking, interior design, event design, and production. Kirby believes in passionately committing to the work and investing in like-minded people. He believes that knowing and understanding why marketing principles work is the key to client success. In short, it's just not knowing how to do something. It's knowing why. Kirby, welcome to the art of seeing clearly. You're usually the one asking people questions, probably, and getting them to to talk and tell you information. Yes. So this is very unusual and um, very unusual. Yeah. Do you, is it is it less comfortable being on that end? So, I mean, you said well, yes, so. Well, I was because it was you. That's why <laughs> I wouldn't do this for anybody else ever. Huh. Well, I guess Kelly did some things a while back. and Yeah. But, um, no, this is, I'm, I'm behind the camera. Uh, which, yeah, yeah. Which is my place. And it's brought me many places and many places I would never have been if I, uh, if I wasn't behind the camera, so yeah. I've been very fortunate, very fortunate. And lately, I'm 
realizing that and counting um, those blessings as, wow, this is this is a good thing. And, you know, instantly when you have a camera, when I have a camera on my neck, mm-hmm. um, in fact, years ago, as a gift from Hank and Schultz for Christmas, mm-hmm. we gave away little cameras. Okay. And the reason was we wanted people to look at the world like a photographer. You know, you just don't walk by that pond and see and miss the diamonds that are floating across yes. the top. But yes. when you have a camera, you're looking for it. Yes. And that kind of that's kind of been my life. Always, always looking, looking for, for that. The diamonds. Yeah. Always looking for the diamonds. I yeah. love that. So uh, And you found a lot of them? Found a lot of them. But you have a lot of them away too. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, funny. Well, that's another story. So your your agency, um, Hank and Schultz, turns 31 this year. 31. and Holy, that is amazing. So tell um, our audience a little bit um, like how you started the agency. And maybe there's something about red beer. There is a red beer. There is a red beer. Well, well tell us a little bit um, about that. Well, I worked for Lawrence and Schiller for 13 years as their creative director um, and worked at another agency before that. And then I had my own studio kind of in between that. And I ended up doing so much work for Lawrence and Schiller, I just started working for them. Um, When I was in high school, um, I met Joe Hankin in high school. Okay. And we were in certainly different groups of people. I was into music. He was into sports and everything else. And uh, we we were in art class together. And okay. We went, um, you were both in art class. Yeah, in okay. high school. Um, there were like almost 700 kids in school okay. in our class. Anyway, the art teacher, Ray Shermo, would send us out every once in a while to just draw. Go across the street. Go to, and Joe and I always ended up at the bakery. Dickerson Brothers Bakery, and we would go in and sit there and draw a donut or something, you know, for our class. We'd be, you know, get that hour, hour out. Well, he went off to school. I went off to do what I'm doing, and and uh, years later, he he moved back to Sioux Falls to run the radio station. His parents uh, they started KSOO Radio and KSOO TV. And I'd, we'd run into each other and chat. And, well, years later, I read that he uh, sold the radio stations. And I asked him what he was going to do, and he didn't know. So I said, well, I'm thinking about maybe doing something different. And so it was a couple of years. Mm-hmm. We uh, talked about it. And then we made the decision to give her hell. And Where, where do the red beers come in? So uh, the morning we opened... September 30th, 1931 years ago. <laughs> 1931. <laughs> and um, Joe had an office above Zambros, and he really didn't have a business. He just went there to have coffee with his buddies. And uh, uh, so I, it was our day to start. And uh, I walked up there with a tall Miller light and two tomato juices in a brown paper bag. And I said, 
let's get going. And that's how we started. And then we've had red beers for 30 years in a row at the agency. We go to the Crow. We meet at the Crow. That's where the Crow comes in. Yeah, we go to the Crow. For, for those of you who aren't from Sioux Falls, um, there's some iconic landmarks, for better or for worse, here in Sioux Falls. And, <laughs> and the Crow the crow may be one of those that yeah. definitely you can have beer and, and tomato juice at, which is also kind of a, a thing in our area, yes. right? Those tomato beers. And what's um, funny is every year we go to the Crow at 7 o'clock in the morning, yeah. And the same people are there. <laughs> well, you Nurses are too. <laughs> usually from... Oh, boy. So uh, you and Joe had a, a, a longstanding relationship even before you joined mm-hmm. as a business. What do you feel like made you... Um, is A good partner is also hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you feel that made you good partners from a business standpoint? Um, we are totally opposite. Okay. Yeah, he was... Um, one of the people that I really looked up to in this market, um, extremely creative fellow, his name is Richard Gorsuch, and he was kind of my graphic design hero. And I got to work with him here and there, and he taught me a lot. But being a graphic design hero, being so good at that, um, he was not good at business, and he went bankrupt numerous mm-hmm. times. And he was doing national work. Amazing things. Okay. Yeah. And... Uh, so I, you didn't want to end up like that? Want, no, I wanted somebody to do that side of the business yes. where I can just do this side of the business. And yes. that's how that's how it worked. That's how it worked. Okay. And uh, so that okay. was kind of perfect. And now I'm the perfect example of the Peter principle. I'm in a position where <laughs> I, I shouldn't be in. I'm not trained to do uh, this, but it's working. You're not trained to do the like the business management yeah. part of it? Yeah. Right. But... Right. Uh, uh, so a little fish out of water? Yeah, definitely a fish out of water. What are you learning? Um, uh, a lot of frustration. That's good today. And, yeah. Um, that if you want to do it, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah, I just didn't want to do it. And, mm-hmm. and now it's transition time. So that's helping uh, not just me, but everybody else knowing that um, somebody's going to take over. And, yeah. What are what are a couple of things that you um, learned over those many decades that you wish? God, I wish I would have learned that lesson a lot younger. That you feel made you a better. I mean, CEO, entrepreneur, leader. Anything that sticks out to you? Like, oh, I wish I would learn that. What I'm or it took me too more, long. <laughs> what I'm appreciating more nowadays is how loyal. People were, I'm going to say back then. Yeah. And that's not that long ago. No. And to where this loyalty of business relationships and suppliers and stuff, that's the saddest part of what I'm witnessing now and will not miss, that there is no more loyalty um, as far as um, protecting, you know, radio stations, TV stations, newspapers. They all used to be our allies and would work with you and help help you sell their product. And now they go after your clients and they just don't care anymore. And that's sad because, mm. you know, you've helped them over the years and now that just doesn't matter. Mm. So that's that's one of the things that I am sad about. But, uh, 
you know, all those relationships, you put in many, many years with even clients, clients mm -hmm. and, and now new generations and there's no, it's, it's not as buddy, buddy as it used to be here. Or, or, uh, I'm not sure how to explain that, but. Hmm. Anything that you feel like it going back to, you know, something that you learned that has made you a better leader within your organization. You know, you've got your definite, um, you know, you said you're a little fish out of water right now, but with what you do every day, what are some things that, you know, hey, these are things that have come to be, you know, things that Kirby does that helps lead and drive this organization and has made it successful? Well, I truly believe in, you know, you hire the stallions and then you let them run. You don't overmanage them. You you grow with them. And, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm learning a lot from the kids that are coming in these days. And uh, I'm willing to put my thoughts to the side until I can really digest where they're going. To Because, I mean, I agree right away, but then I will listen and um, let them prove it to me that they're right or wrong and vice versa. So it's just a teaching moment for mm -hmm. all of us. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe, you know, just you hire those people um, and you let them run. And uh, we we have, we're pretty much a, um, a intramural kind of basketball. We don't have any plays. Okay. We, uh, um, people manage themselves. And I find that uh, that works well. But um we have one requirement, and that is you always, always tell the truth. Even if it gets you in trouble, if you made a mistake, it doesn't matter. You own up to it, and then we move on. Um, and I've, I've learned that over the years mm -hmm. from uh, other places I've worked. That, mm -hmm. um, it's, uh, that's a requirement, and it's about the only one we really have. So, and at the end of the day, that that's where that that integrity comes from. Do you feel that um, you talked you you used the word loyalty earlier? Do you feel like your staff and what you've been able to create from a culture have that loyalty to our clients? Yes, and to each other, it, it's difficult these days. Mm -hmm. um, I don't I I don't disagree with that, and that's kind of why I'm asking from a whole different industry standpoint. It's like. People don't stick around very long, and mm -hmm. I understand that. They don't want to be their parent that worked here for 35 years, <laughs> and uh, so they grow. So mm -hmm. um, I can't take that as, as a negative thing. It's just part of today's culture. Yeah. And uh, uh, But we have people there that uh, Tammy has been here for 29 years. Linnell, 28, Becca, 25, Joey, 24. So we have long. Is that time. how old they are, too? <laughs> Just about. <laughs> Just about. Oh, funny. Well, Kirby, you're creative, truly. Your whole heart and soul is creative. And I would imagine you've been creative your whole life. Did you know growing up in North Dakota, which is where you grew up, that like this is who you were and you were meant to like have this really colorful life? Absolutely not. I mean, your parents weren't like artists and creative types, or not at all, not at all. And in fact, I didn't have my um, never even thought about art. Okay, never paid any attention to 
where things came from, whether it be a picture or whatever. I just never even thought about it. I was always playing baseball and basketball and skating. When did you start to realize that this is more of who I, you were? I moved from Wapiton, North Dakota, small town, south of Fargo, about 50 miles to Sioux Falls in the middle of seventh grade. And it was awful. Went to Edison Junior High School, and I was a real fish out of water. Okay. Um, and being in the middle of the year, yeah. you know, and uh, I had my very first art class in seventh grade at Edison Junior High School. And I remember the first day I walked into this room, and it has a particular smell. Of glue they all do. you just know <laughs> there are the maple tables, the square tables with the maple chairs, and there's a art teacher there. Her name was Miss Smith, Lorraine Smith, and she was so uh, say little... Miss Smith fast twelve times and see how well. Oh. No, I'm just <laughs> keep going. <laughs> but she had a physique, specific physique to her, kind of short, and she had a very curly, tight hairdo and she had a green smock she always wore a green smock and she was so nice and I remember that first day sat down she was bringing paper out for people to draw on you know the the 11 by 17 piece of paper with the pieces of wood still stuck in them and and put uh, chalk on the table and uh, I was just eyes wide open looking at the other people and seeing what they're doing and I didn't even know how to start. Pretty soon, her chubby little arm came over my shoulder. And within two minutes, she had a bear, a waterfall. Um, it was just a beautiful chalk drawing just in a couple minutes. And my eyes were just like wide open. Like, wow, you can do that? And I'm looking at everybody else's, you know, and they have those little stick figures and this. But this, this happened right in front of me. And... I was just like, wow, that was so cool. So you weren't like a childhood prodigy at the age of three with your, your Crayola colors or no, anything? No, not at all. That just surprises me. So we turn fast forward. Um, and I'm going to say 35, 40 years. And I, I lived over by McKinnon Park and I would typically drive to work every morning, turning right on 26th Street. This particular morning, I turned left and went to the gas station to get something. Mm -hmm. I'm standing in line at the gas station. There are about six people in front of me. And I noticed this lady in front of me, her physique. Does she have a green smock? Green smock. <laughs> Had a tight little, but the perm was gray now. Oh. And I'm standing behind her, and I'm just kind of thinking, oh, that looks like Miss Smith from the back. And then as she's standing there, I kind of sneak over to the side to try and catch a glimpse of her. And, and just as I was doing that, this lady turned around, looked at me, and she said, hi, Kirby. It was Miss Smith. Oh. And I got the opportunity to thank her for the story I just told you and that I had, she was the reason I'm doing what I'm doing now because she was. Hmm. And she said, I know I've been watching you. Oh. And that was my goosebump moment with her. 
and uh, uh, now I'm much taller than she was now. <laughs> Gave her a big hug. But you still, you got your own green smock, I'm sure. Well, <laughs> I should have. <laughs> but um, hmm. then I noticed, oddly enough, a few months later that she had passed away. Oh, so. what a, that was just like one of those aha moments. I don't know if you ever get those tingling things like I'm just going to go do this. And, yeah. and you turned left instead of turning right that day. That day. And I think those are, that's just a beautiful, inspiring, inspiring story about yeah. that one person who at that one time in life sometimes can make a sure. change, a trajectory of a child's life. Absolutely. Too. So do you think you'd be like a basketball star today if she hadn't done that? <laughs> well, who knows? <laughs> oh, so from a, I mean, there's, there's being creative professionally and there's being creative personally, and you do an amazing job at, at, at both, but from a, you know, a marketing viewpoint, what does being creative mean to you in your professional marketing world? Um, I guess, why do you do what you do? The, another, the Richard Gorsuch guy I was telling about earlier. Yes. Yes. Um, he helped me. Um, he said one day, um, he was liking what I was doing and he gave me some advice on a particular project and he was talking about this story. He, he was chosen to be a judge at a photo contest, a national photo contest in Denver. And he flew there, and when he entered the convention center, he thought it very odd that there was a sign that said, for love, with an arrow going this way, and for money, an arrow going the other way. And he thought, how absurd that is. So he's telling me the story, and he's the one that told me that it's okay to push them together. It's for love, but it's also for money, and that's mm -hmm. okay. To push both your passion, yes. but your business together. Yeah. And so uh, that changed the way I my commercial work looked. Because I was kind of trained, okay, your commercial work looks this way, and your personal art is that way. And when I pushed them together, which I didn't know was okay until he told me, things changed a lot. When I was thinking of that question for you, I was really curious what your answer would be, because looking at you from the outside, you know, in, I don't see a huge distinction. I do see things that you do on your own outside of work, but I see this, but I'm like, I wonder if there is a differentiation mm -hmm. between that. I'm, um, and what I'm trying to teach, and I'm not a very good teacher, I assume too much, but what I'm trying to teach the, the, people that come in, the designers that come in, uh, more about marketing and their decision-making process. But it's not just, I'm not doing this because I want to do this. I'm doing this because there's a reason I need to do this. Um, knowing who your audience is, when are they going to see this? What do you want them to do? You know, It's not just getting a piece out there. It's something else beyond and it's that. It's not just your style that's most important. You know, it's your client and uh, doing the best job you can do for uh, their budget. Um, and that sometimes is a struggle with new kids stuff. Some can do it and some can't. Some, uh, hmm. yeah. Hmm. You know, deadlines are um, 
this game is tied to deadlines. You know, and you, some people can do it and some can't. Um, and those fine artists, you know, they do that when they feel like it, want to do it. Here, you kind of come to work and you plug in. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm okay with that. In fact, I find it easier sometimes to um, create knowing that there's a deadline. Yeah. And I have to start making, you know, there are many roads will get, get you. have to get started. Many roads will get you to the same place. Yeah. And uh, you have to experience helps in knowing which road to take, mm. I think. What's one of the projects that you're most proud of? I mean, you have so many that I I, mean, I could list a whole bunch, but I want to know, like, what's a project that you, like, I, this one really touched me. Um, Tom Walsh and I have been kind of, brothers in arms when it comes to raising money for charities mm -hmm. and he's involved way more than I am. I'm just kind of his backup, you know, Kirby, you want to do this? Yeah, absolutely. No problem. So we're involved in make a wish and fellowship Christian athletes, but, and many, many, many others. But the biggest one is the Los Cabos Turtles foundation from scratch. I mean, uh, this foundation, which Tom founded, um, brought the very first blood bank to Cabo. Mm. Um, Avera um, gave them a blood mobile, and it was driven down there, and they, that's how they started. And now there's a cancer center for kids. Mm. There's a heart center. Um, it's just exploded. And uh, we've raised a lot of money for and uh, helped, obviously. Um, Vince Gill and Amy Grant are a big part of that. Um, just, I've been very blessed to meet these people and uh, call them friends and and uh, we're making a difference in those kids' lives down there. And, uh, and that's had, very satisfying. Is, does that continue on now, the fundraising? Or, mm -hmm. okay. Still going. And Still going. There'll be a golf tournament every year and mm. raise $1.52 million one event. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Every year. So some people like to be in the, you know, in the the spotlight up on front. And I feel like you're the person who likes to be behind the stage, making sure that everything goes right for that person or that event that's on front. What are your thoughts on me saying that? That's that's my job. That's my job. I'm, I'm very uncomfortable sitting right here. Here with me today. <laughs> Stones throw away from your own office. But... If it wasn't you, I wouldn't be here. Oh. But uh, no, that's, I don't think about it, actually. Mm -hmm. This is just mm -hmm. my comfort zone. Yes. And if I want, if I'm going to do something, I want to be comfortable. Yes. Um, so... Um, no, that's not my spot. I'm just there to make it look pretty. <laughs> well, to make it not just look pretty, but make it pretty damn amazing is what I think. <laughs> um, you're, um, I mean, you've also had some amazing experiences traveling and uh, shooting photography over the years. Have some amazing photos. Um, uh, what's, what have been some of your favorites? 
or a story of a photography project? I have lots of lots of stories and they are all true no matter no matter uh, who says otherwise yeah. who pulls the bs flag out no, no. <laughs> that, those are the I, people that so uh, tell me a story that might be unbelievable <laughs> that you're like this really happened um we're shooting for south dakota tourism and um like most clients things are late things are late and we're shooting the ad campaign for the spring campaign that's coming out in late september so basically the black hills have been closed for a while you know there's people are gone but yet we have to make it look like it's good time in the black hills right okay so we had this ad campaign called out here and one of the ads was out here Kids think smog is, uh, let's see, what is it? Um, kids think smog is a dragon that lives in Lake Pactola. That was the headline. Okay. And what we needed was two kids. You needed a dragon? No, we needed two kids from uh, dressed in Western wear, uh, two horses, and a lake with trees um rocks um water that's why research said that that's why people came from east to west that's what research told us and so we're doing ads that portray those elements so long story short we're shooting at uh sylvan lake okay and the night before we go to sylvan lake and it's a beautiful night it's chilly so we need uh, the mist to come off the water because back then this was no Photoshop stuff. This was all you, you have, have to, to make it happen. You have to make it happen. And um, luckily enough, so we had to get children from Rapid City. We have horses from Wyoming um, with parents and water everything. from Wall Drug. Water from and oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, we uh, were all supposed to meet like at five o'clock in the morning up at Sylvan Lake Lodge. And we just go down the hill to Sylvan Lake. And so in the morning I'm pacing, you know, this is a money shot and uh, don't have much time. So I see cars coming through the switchbacks and stuff and everybody shows up. Long story short, everybody shows up on time. We create a caravan to go down the hill to the lake and uh, we have the horses we have the trailers we have the kids we have the parents we're going down to the lake we go down through the little gate area get up to the next uh, next to the lake and the lake is gone they drained the lake <laughs> nobody checked on the water no. like i said you needed water from all drugs i was not that far off on that i'm standing there in disbelief looking <laughs> At the sun coming up over the... All right, so what did you do? Horse Thief Lake, which okay. is right behind okay. Mount Rushmore. So we beeline over there, oh. shoot the ad. And oh, that is hilarious. It Actually, that uh, story ended up in uh, Ad Week. Oh. True story. That's a, that's a good one. This is a... I mean, always a big question, I think, to ask, but I, I truly believe you are a legend in what you do and what you've created and um, 
the brands you help build um, and accomplishing. What are you at the end of the day? What are you most proud of? Um, well, I'm proud we survived the COVID thing. Very, you know, business. It was tough to run business, business during yeah. those times. I'm very proud of that. Um, I'm also proud of. Um, we have a wall downstairs, the office that has a lot of logos that we've done over the years. Yeah, and, it's an amazing wall. Um, the longevity of those logos that are still in use. I'm very proud of those because mm -hmm. it's 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 like investing. This is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed mm -hmm. to invest in marketing and not just do whimsical, fun things and trendy things that won't last. And if I, when I look at that wall, I can count how many that are still in use after 35, 40 years. And I, I'm mm -hmm. pretty proud of that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the South Dakota logo, the Vera yes. logo, um, there's just Kello. You know, Kello is what do you 35 think, years old. What do you think makes a good logo? What do you think makes a good brand logo presence? What is it? What is it that has allowed those to stand the test of time? Simple. Understanding your marketplace. And, you know, if you buy a, a it's a quality piece, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't buy that trendy dress or purse or whatever. You invest in solid stuff, I think. That I mean, whether you're talking marketing or you're talking other things in life, I mean, that is a mantra that I, yeah. I understand. Yeah. And, uh, that works. And I should have charged a lot more for those. <laughs> <laughs> you could have been retired before COVID happened, right? <laughs> Tell me a little bit about um, some of your uh, Kirbyisms. Um, I recently read some of them. Do you recall any of the fun things that you tend to say that? Oh, gosh. Um, no, because I don't pay any attention to that. <laughs> I guess that's why they become isms. Because that's because it's isms. You don't know what you're saying. You just you just say them. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. I'm sorry. Duh. No. Um uh, I had one down here that oh one was one of your uh, isms was about going out on a limb. Tell yeah. me what that means. And what does that mean? What does that mean to you? Uh, and how could the, that help sweetest, some of our listeners? The sweetest fruit is out on a limb. I guess it's about not being so safe that you disappear. You know, you're always kind of pushing the edge and knowing when and where that edge is is important from a design standpoint and a marketing standpoint and life standpoint. And a life standpoint. Yeah. So, uh, so better to have the fruit out on the limb than the fruit in the middle of the tree. Yeah, I think so. That's uh, you're pushing, you're pushing. Um, it may be uncomfortable, but that's how you learn and you grow and you understand. Um, I think long, long term, that's what makes you who you are over a long period of time or short period of time. What's what's something that's you know that you have feel like? Hey, I'm proud. I went out on a limb and I went for this and. This turned out really well for us. Yeah. Or is that just every day? It's every day. You know, maybe one of the isms is I think uh it's safety third. 
It's not safety first, it's safety third. <laughs> you know, you, you so are you saying like hey, you might never achieve greatness if you're always going to be safe? Or is that not quite what you're saying? That's kind of what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, you're pushing uh, yourself, but you're also doing it in a manner uh, that is responsible to the people who are paying you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I have my fine art stuff that doesn't uh, kind of adhere to that. But when it comes to marketing, you know, you're you're responsible. You're responsible for success and uh so and your success is truly having your client's success oh absolutely that's what it's all about same thing here i mean my success is having my patients and clients be successful absolutely and uh after i it must it must be okay but uh you know i don't think some people ask me or i've been asked uh, how long you've been doing this and I've been doing it in almost 50 years, but having Hank and Schultz um, for almost 31 years, um, lately people are saying, well, that's quite incredible. And I don't even think about it. I think, well, that's just, that's what we were supposed to do. That's what we had planned to do, you know? So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but now that I think about it, um, yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. What do you think it is about you, Kirby, that... Um, I mean, and that's hard, I feel like, to, to always speak, you know, to speak about oneself, too. But you are truly this um, imaginative, creative, unique individual. You are, you know, this. How do you feel like that plays into, you know, your team? Or are you now trying to call that back a little bit? Um, it's very nice of what you're, what you're saying there. I'm very humbled. First of all, that um, one you would think that, but oh I don't dear think me, I'm just I'm just honored to have you sitting in this no, chair that, right now today. That makes, that makes me <laughs> nervous. Um, oh. Today I'm listening more, learning more. But you're and, never shutting this off either. No, it's constantly creating. I'm pointing to my head right now. I can't. Uh, I don't sleep well. Um, but how does a creative like genius shut their head off (laughs) shut that brain down I play golf sometimes yeah why what does that do for you when I'm trying to go to sleep ah you play golf while you sleep Mm -hmm. okay when you are golfing because I know you do enjoy golf what do you enjoy about golf it's a tough game it's really difficult. Does it make you stop thinking about other things? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's anger. I think. <laughs> it's, it's anger? anger. Yes. <laughs> it's a frustrating game. But, um, I used to play a lot of golf. I don't any longer. Um, so I'm having more fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. I used to try and be good at it. Now I don't really care. I just, it's the social part now. Yeah. So I'm enjoying that. I think that's that's a really interesting thing for um, how do you shut your brain down from the thing that it's meant to be doing, mm-hmm. to be creating and to, to, you know, stop. You know, for me, it's like I have trouble shutting it down from trying to problem solve. Like, how am I trying to fix this puzzle or solve this puzzle? And and that's a, a different way to, to be creative. What 
and how does your own, you know, you've done some amazing um, portraits, some amazing collages, um, paintings. What does painting, how does that come into your joy? And uh, how does that help you, you know, be Kirby? Um, I'm not good at sitting. So I have to be doing something. I'm getting better at it. Getting better at sitting or doing something? Um, sitting. You don't need to be good at sitting. Keep going, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, I'm just interested in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I just, uh, I do some oil painting, um, do other things. Um, I just started kind of a new technique of oil painting and I did one this weekend, you know, just, I drove home from the lake to do it because I had this idea and, uh, what was it about the idea? Like, I've got to get home and start this right now. Yeah. What was it? Um, it was new. Okay. It was uh, something that uh, uh, I wasn't sure of the process. So it's an experiment. And that's, I'm full of experiments. And as soon as I think I have something, then I'll find something else, a different way of doing it. But uh, so right now I'm into um, painting. Um, and that's going well just because it's much faster than doing the collage work and yeah. things like that. So yeah, I've done two in the last two weeks. So Wow. And big ones. One's eight feet tall. One's uh, six feet tall. Can you share with us what they are? Or would you like to keep that silent right now? Yeah. I mean, as any good artist might want to keep that a little bit hush-hush. Uh, just, just figurines, basically. Figurines. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been doing some uh, wood carvings with some abstract figurines, and this is yes. kind of the version yes. of painting. Oh, I just well, I can't wait to I can't wait to to spy one of those. At the end of the day, Kirby, what fills your bucket? What's what what feeds you? What what gives you joy? What makes you whole? Oh man, I'm running. My mind is running so fast. I don't know if I can really put a finger on what mm -hmm. that is other mm -hmm. than all of it. I think that's what gives me joy is all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a very fair answer. Um, and one not many people might have been able to state. Just the, yeah, it's a, it's a, a blessing and, and the way things happen things fall together um, very serendipitous in the way things manifest themselves into something that you didn't think about or you were headed in this direction and all of a sudden that is where I want to be in another direction. Have you tended to always think that way or is that something more recent that well, you really notice those serendipitous moments? Um, the name of the boat is serendipity so it's been uh, something you've been aware yeah, of for yeah. some time and it happens it's just just crazy it's happens. like looking for those diamonds though yeah. if you're not looking for them you're never going to find that moment of beauty that yeah. you get to capture it's true that's true 
Hmm. Put that camera around your neck. Don't ever even have to take a picture. You just see it differently. Makes you feel different and see differently. You see it differently. Yeah. How do you deal with, you know, maybe it's it's staff or clients who maybe really don't see your vision the way, you know, like that you want them to see a project mm-hmm. or want them to see something. You're like, why don't you see it the way I do? Or how well, do you deal with that? Um, early on, um, that used to bother me a lot. Um, I had bleeding ulcers when I was a young designer mm-hmm. and, uh, I took those things personally mm-hmm. and I've learned not to do that. Um, but there's a process to bringing along a creative thought. You just can't push it out there. You can't leave it out there. You have to um, present it. And if you present it well, uh, means that you've gone through the process in your own mind that, well, why did you do this? You have to explain that. And then it, Kind of try to explain that creative process that led to once they once they see what you went through to get where you are, that really shortens that negative time or Mm -hmm. thought process. Mm -hmm. Um, And you don't always win. And I don't think of it as a win any longer. I think it was okay. Let's keep talking, and pretty soon those things solve themselves between client and and staff um many some of the staff don't get it yet uh, but that's my kind of my job at this at this point mm. being a mentor which i wish i was better at but i have add and i, I mean <laughs> just <laughs> just a mess <laughs> but just a i mess. think being able to to uh, you know work and have some of that time and experience some of the kirbyisms but those are the mantras by how you live your life those are those are the mantras of how your business has been run those are the those are the lessons to also be learned that there's some wisdom in in those You've done so much in our community to, you know, if you had to say, this is how I want people to, I know you don't want people to think of you, but if you had to pinpoint this, how do you want them to remember Kirby Schultz? Um, that's an interesting question. Um, how do you want your team? How do you want your friends? How do you want the community? Like, this is how I want to be remembered as Kirby Schultz. I looked at life differently. Mm, beautiful already. But I was always fair. Because mm. we're not done yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> well, and with that, I think, I mean, you can't really get much better than that on on how to end and tie up this podcast. <laughs> You've heard it here first, everybody. He's not done yet. And and I, I believe that. Kirby, I feel that, um, you know, impactful and memorable. I feel like those are two words that as I as I read and, and did some research that that I would use to describe not only your work that you do, but you. I mean, impactful 
and memorable. That's what you want for our community. That's what you want for the businesses that you work with. I think that's what you want for a brand. So uh, um, because of your passions, I think you've helped many businesses and many people and events be impactful and memorable. So Kirby, I'm just honored to have you here today. It's a blessing, my friend. And thanks for helping us and sharing some of your art of seeing clearly. Thank you. Thank you. You, you said it way better than, do you want a job? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes better at those things than I think I am. So maybe someday if this doesn't work out for me, I'll, uh, I'll, come, I'll come join your team. Watch out, world. <laughs> yes. Well, we'd hire you right away. So, but thank you for thank allowing you. me to uh, share stories and... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm humbled. Uh, thank you. I'm, I'm truly honored, my friend. So thank you. As well. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.